Ladies and guys who enjoy bludgeoning her flaps. Andy here, day 243 of the Inner Winner Show. We yesterday kicked off by checking out the Instagram account Bad Boy Lifestyle Official. And if you're not familiar with them, I've done a few videos on their stuff now. Basically, they give Instagram like motivational advice on picking up girls and getting laid. Some of it is good advice. Some of it is incredibly fucking vague and doesn't mean anything. And some of it is downright really terrible, horrible advice. So we're kind of picking through. We're trying not to be too negative and just shit on these guys. Because again, some of what they're saying is actually really good advice. I've got it up on the screen right now. If you're not watching on YouTube, go and check that out. I will also read out what the posts are. So if you want to keep listening as a podcast, that's fine. Like I promise you'll be able to follow it. So we are going to get cracking ladies and ladies. The first one is, I want her, but I don't need her. So I kind of like this post. I kind of like this idea. And this is where most of us want to get to, right? A point where you don't need women, but you do kind of want them. We call this abundance mentality, obviously. Now, Bear in mind, you may not be there at the start, right? Like a lot of guys, when they're first starting out, they kind of really do need women. Like you need the validation. You know, you feel like you're a bit of a, a needy train wreck sometimes. You feel like you get overinvested. You feel like you care too much. You'll be sitting there checking your phone saying, oh my God, she hasn't replied to me. It's been 15 minutes. It's been an hour. Ah, shit, it's been four hours. Why hasn't she replied? A big part of that is just your inexperience. And once again, I talk about this all the time. The solution to most of your problems is to go talk to more women. Go hit on more women. Go meet more women. Go try and sleep with more women and hopefully succeed at sleeping with more women. Because the more women you talk to, the less of that neediness you feel. If you were talking to five other women at that point in time, right? You're sitting there stressing about like, oh, this girl hasn't replied to me. If you're also talking to five other women, do you think you care that this one is taking an hour or two to reply to your text? Why would you care? One is the loneliest number. If you've only got one woman that you're talking to, of course, you're going to be a little needy, right? That's kind of the way these things go. So in order to get to that point where you want women, but you don't need them, it just means you just have to like, talk to more women a little more, put yourself out there, be brave, like work on your self-improvement, all that kind of stuff, but get yourself to that abundance point. And the way to do that is to just talk to more women. Let's move on to the next one. So seduce her body and her mind. When I first read this, I, I read it yesterday and I thought, this is goofy. Then I thought about it a bit more and I was like, no, I like this one. I don't think they know what the fuck they're talking about with some of these. They're just saying like random shit, but a stopped clock is correct twice a day. I think this is one of those. So seduce her body. Obviously, we all know how to do that. If you don't, go read my Tinder guide. Go onto my website, killyourinnerloser.com. Go read the Tinder guide. I talk about how to uh, have foreplay, how to have sex, how to actually seduce. You know, I give you a bunch of different like techniques and, and ideas and things you can try. It really is the key point it really is just a process of, of trying different stuff, right? You get decent at foreplay and seduction and seducing her by just trying a bunch of random shit, right? Like just experimenting, literally experimenting. That's how I got decent at it, trying a bunch of stuff. You know, what happens if I do this? What happens if I do that? What happens if I rub her clip fast? What happens if I rub it slow? What happens if I rub in circles? What happens if I use one finger? What happens if I use my whole hand? What happens if I use the palm of my hand? What happens if I use my elbow? Be gentle if you're going to elbow her clip, but... You get the point, like trying, 
trying the back of your hand, like just trying weird shit, like weird fucking shit. That's how I got decent at foreplay. That's how I got decent at sex. Just like trying the most insane shit that would come into my head. And half of it, girls are like, holy shit, what is that? Like some super crazy sex technique that I just invented because I'm fucking weird. So that's the best way to seduce her body. Honestly, just practice and try a bunch of different stuff. Some of it will work, some of it won't. It's in that process of trying that girls will like think you're a fucking sex god, right? Because like if you're willing to try 50 random weird things, the whole time she's like, wow, he's like mixing it up. This is like a roller coaster. He's so creative. Meanwhile, you're sitting there going, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. And I'm just like trying random shit because some weird creepy guy on YouTube told me to fucking elbow you in the clit. But she won't know that. I mean, tell her if you want to. Hi, girls. Hi, any girls that have been sent this way. So in terms of like seducing her mind, a big, big, big part of foreplay is obviously the psychological stuff. And now I'm going to in the future... Maybe it'll be out by the time if you come back and watch this in the future. But at some point in the future, when I get a bit more time, when I've handled some other projects first, I'm going to do a big BDSM series. It's going to be as big as the Tinder guide was. So probably like 150,000 words. It'll be massive. I've already planned it out and started writing it. So far, it's seven parts. I think I'll keep it seven parts. So the Tinder guide was five parts. This is going to be way deeper than that. And a big part of what I will talk about is like what I call psychological play. So these guys call it seducing her mind, you know, dirty talk, making her beg, role play, like all that kind of stuff. So a woman's mind is as easily or as powerfully seduced. It's not the right way of phrasing it. Women love you fucking their mind as much as their body. I think I even say that in the BDSM guide. I think I even say that in the Tinder guide. I think I say, you know, you want to fuck her mind as much as you're fucking her body. You want to make her beg. I will say probably the best place you can start with. I'll tell you what I'll do. I will make a note of it so I don't forget. But I wrote an article called, or I did a podcast, sorry, called like how to give her roller coaster sex. Go listen to that. That basically I talk a lot about like how to fuck her mind, how to seduce her psychologically, psychological play. Go listen to that. I give you a bunch of tips in there. Start with that. And then on top of that, just, you know, experiment again, experiment. Try dirty talking. If you have no idea what to do, I I talked about it on yesterday's podcast. Just give some compliments, right? Just, you know, your tits are fucking amazing. Oh my God, your pussy feels so good. You're so fucking sexy. I love your ass. Just like stuff like that. Just saying it during sex. That's the easiest way to dirty talk. Just tell her she looks fucking good. Most women like knowing that they're turning you on so you can play with that as well. You can say, you're driving me fucking crazy. I'm losing my mind. Holy shit, I can't control myself. I want you. Stuff like that. That's the best way to seduce a woman's mind. Just tell her like what she's the effect she's having on you because women get turned on by turning you on or by knowing that they are wanted, by knowing that they're desired. Men desire, women like to be desired for the most part. The next one is think big. I like this one. And they've actually written a really good description for this one, which I'll read out in a second. But as soon as I saw this think big, I thought about what I do with my coaching clients. Every time I have a coaching client, when we first sit down for our first session, I'd say, tell me your goals, right? And usually they'll tell you like small goals. They'll say like, you know, I just want to get a girlfriend or I want this or I just want women to be nice to me. And I will say, no, no, no. Tell me your, I call them dream big goals or pipe dream goals, as in you think it's just a pipe dream. I also go on to say, Tell me the ones that you think are utterly impossible. You think you can't ever achieve them. Tell me what they are. 
I had a coaching client a couple of days ago. He might be listening to this now. So shout outs to you. If you are, you know who you are. And I said, like, tell me your big, like your dream, big goals, like the shit you think is not fucking possible that you think is crazy. And we kind of went back and forth a little bit. It was almost like he was giving himself permission to admit that he wanted some things. And he finally opened up and he said, like, I think I want to have sex with like a hundred women. And I was like, yeah, that's possible. That's doable. And he's kind of like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, man. Like, why would that not be? I've done it. I'm a fucking loser and I've done it. Why would you not be able to do it? I'm not special. I'm not any specialer than you, any more special than, I can't even say the word more special, the phrase more special. I'm so retarded. I think specialer is a word. So of course you can sleep with a hundred women as long as you don't say the word specialer. And he also went on to tell me that he wants like a hundred million dollars in the bank. And I said, yeah, that's doable. That might make take you 20 years, but yeah, you can do that. Of course you can. That's fucking doable. Just earn 500, earn a hundred thousand dollars, then earn $500,000, then figure out how to earn a million, then figure out how to earn 2 million, then 5 million, then 20 million, then 30 million, then 50 million, then 75, then a hundred. Like you will have to learn things along the way. I can't tell you right now what you need to do. That's part of, you know, your mission, your journey. But if you can earn $1, then everyone is, if, if anyone is capable of earning $1, that person is also capable of earning a hundred million. It might take a long time. Like I said, 20 years, that's probably pretty reasonable. Maybe it takes you 40 years. Who gives a shit? You can definitely do it by the time you die. Of course you can. Easy. Like plenty of people have done it. They're not any more specialer than you. So yeah, it's just a process of like step by step. And the reason that I get people to do these big goals is because usually they set the bar so fucking low. Like I want a girlfriend, right? I want to meet a couple of women who are nice to me. When the bar is that low, you're going to take roughly the same amount of time to achieve those goals as you would if I had made you do some big goals. So if I say to you, go out and sleep with 20 women and you're like, I can't do that. Are you fucking serious, man? Like, I just want a girlfriend. By setting your goal as 20 girls, you're going to have to work a hell of a lot harder. You're going to hustle harder. You're going to do a lot more of the work. You're going to go more all in. You're going to take your self-improvement more seriously. You're going to do the things I say. You're going to take my advice on board and actually follow through with it. And you will get 20 lays. Maybe it takes you a year. Maybe it takes you two years. It doesn't really matter. At the start, your progress will kind of be a bit slow. It kind of snowballs as you go on. Like, But you will definitely get that 20 girls done or those 20 lays done in a reasonable amount of time. Whereas if you set the goal of like, I just want a girlfriend, you'll drag your heels, you fuck around because that's your goal. You won't go as all in. You won't have to hustle as much because you're like, yeah, it's just one girlfriend. I can get that. You'll probably end up taking, I see this a lot. Guys end up taking just as long to do a really low level, like pathetic goal, to be honest, to be frank, They'll take just as long to do that versus if they'd set an actual bigger goal, like I want to get 20 lays. A lot of guys will take as long to get one girlfriend as they would have if they'd tried to go for 20 lays. Because again, you see that number 20 and you hustle like crazy. And the way that you get to 20, again, you break it down. You you sleep with one woman, then you sleep with two, then five, then seven, then 10, then 15, then 20. And now you've done it, right? You take it step by step. You break it down into little manageable goals. I'm not telling you to... You know, you're not going to climb Mount Everest or run a marathon in one try. You have to prepare for it. You have to break it down into little mini goals, like achievable goals, daily actions, the slight edge, all that kind of stuff that we talk about, taking it step by step. But I really like getting people to think of big goals. The other thing I'll say, and I said this to my coaching client recently, or the most recent coaching client I had the other day, 
a lot of the goals that you think are impossible, you need to remember that you're a fucking newbie. You have no goddamn idea what is possible. You know jack shit. You're a fucking dumbass. You need to have some humility and admit, I'm a dumbass. I know nothing. It's like that. I don't know if it's Aristotle or Socrates who said, I know enough to know that I know nothing. If you're a newbie, you don't know what's possible. And when I was at the start of my journey, I had so many goals that I thought were utterly impossible that I have now utterly eclipsed. I have gone so far beyond them. Like how many fucking threesomes have I had at this point? I've lost goddamn count. In terms of how many unique women in those threesomes, it's like 23. I think it's 20. I can't even fucking remember. I think it's 23. In terms of like repeat threesomes, it would be in the hundreds at this point. Like that's insane. Old Andy Never even thought one threesome was possible. I didn't think that I was the kind of guy who could have a threesome. I thought, I'm not good enough for that. That's not me. I'm not a player. I'm not cool. I'm not confident. I'm not sexy. I'm not masculine. I'm not all these things, right? That's just not me. I'm not that guy. I'm not super sexual. I'm kind of a loser. I had no idea what was possible. I thought I did. I really, with my in my hubris and my arrogance, I thought I knew that I couldn't have a threesome. Turns out I was full of shit. And so you guys need to do the same thing. If you're thinking of a big goal and you think, oh, that's not possible. I can't do what Andy's done. I can't do this. I can't do that. No, shut the fuck up. You have no idea what is possible. You are a dumbass and history and time, sorry, time will prove you wrong when in two years you achieve that goal. You're going to look back and you're going to laugh at some of the retarded shit you said when you thought something wasn't possible. I can give you plenty more examples. I thought... I would never be able to deadlift more than 70 kilos or 60 kilos even. When I got to that stage, I thought, fuck, I can't overcome this barrier. This is too much. I struggled and I stayed there for a long time. I fucked around. I say a long time. It was like a month and a half. I was like stuck at like 60 kilos. And then finally my coach, like, I don't know how he broke me through, but he's like, you're capable of like triple this. And I was like, no, I'm not. That's impossible. And he was just like, shut the hell up and lift the weights. And I did. My max deadlift was 175 kilos. How far beyond 60 or 70 kilos is that? It's almost triple, right? Again, I thought I knew that I couldn't achieve a 60 kilo deadlift. That's a fucking, that's not even, I warm up, I start warming up with fucking 80 kilos now, right? Like 60 is like nothing. That's like my lowest warm up. I don't even warm up with 60. Another example, when I first started my website, I was utterly convinced that I could never earn $1 from my website. Not one single dollar. I literally thought there's no money in this. This is too niche. This is too weird. We live in different times. Maybe good looking loser, Chris from good looking loser could make a bunch of money, but the times were different back then. You know what I mean? There wasn't like all this hate for pickup artists and feminism wasn't like, you know, strong and like all these pickup artists that have like been canceled and, and, you know, cancel culture wasn't a thing. Like I, I honestly thought I can't earn a single dollar from my website. Jesus Christ. At this point, this will probably age relatively soon. Cause I'm probably going to put my coaching prices up again at some point, but right now $997 is my coaching package. That's three coaching calls. So fine. If you want to break it down to per coaching, it's like $330 per coaching call, right? $330 per, I thought that I couldn't make a single dollar from my website. Jesus fucking Christ. So I was an absolute idiot to think that that wasn't possible. And that's what I want to drill into you guys. A lot of the dreams that you have, even the big dreams, you think like, nah, I can't do that. Shut the fuck up. You are a newbie. You have no idea what is possible. The solution here 
is to take action even when you think you can't achieve something. That's how I've done every single one of my goals. I've just tried to push aside that voice in my head that says, you can't do this. You're going to fail. This isn't going to work. And I've said like, yep, I feel helpless. I feel hopeless. I feel like I can't do this and I'm never going to make it. Doesn't matter. I still need to do the work. I'm allowed to bitch and moan and say, this isn't fair. I'm never going to make it. I'm not good enough. But I also have to, at the same time, be taking the actions. Okay. You have to be working on your self-improvement. Even if you think your self-improvement isn't going to actually work, it doesn't matter. Shut the fuck up and do it anyway. These guys in the description on this post, I like what they've said here. They say, because the funniest joke God ever told me is that the easier you perceive something to happen, the easier it is to actually make it happen. Yeah, so breaking down those big goals and trying to... I I talked about this in a previous episode. Again, I'm going to make a note so I remind myself. Uh, Let me write that down. Okay, so I wrote an... I did an article called Fantasize About Your Goals to Make You Believe That They're Possible. Guys, go and listen to that freaking podcast. I talk about how to like essentially brainwash yourself into believing that your big goals, your your dream big massive goals are possible. And the way that you do that is kind of what they're hinting at here. You just keep thinking about it, fantasizing about it, brainstorming how you're going to make it happen, daydreaming about it, literally just sitting there going like, I know I can never do it, but man, wouldn't it be amazing if I could? You do that enough times and your brain starts thinking, fuck, maybe this is possible because I'm sitting here brainstorming ideas of how to do it. I'm daydreaming. I'm fantasizing about it. Maybe it could actually happen. You start breaking down those barriers, those thoughts in your mind that say, this can't happen. I can't do this. I'm not good enough. You kind of like chip away at them a little bit at a time. Eventually you get to a point where you're like, maybe I can make this happen. And that's when fucking good things happen, guys. Let's move on. Next one is stop being needy. On the surface, this is a good one. I would also say be careful that this may, this kind of comes across in the same way they did the other one that said like be confident or respect yourself. They're kind of talking about the end result here. The end result is that you're at a point where you're not needy. I don't think you can just stop being needy. Like, how do you do something? How how do you do that? It's like if you say to someone like, stop being an alcoholic. They go like, okay, cool. But like, what do I actually do? Like, how do I stop it? I can't just like stop it. So what do I do? So this one here, if you're someone who's overly needy, you get too clingy, you get attached too quickly. Just like I said a few minutes ago, the answer is talking to more women. That's kind of your answer here. Working on your self-improvement so that your self-esteem goes up, you feel more valuable, you don't feel like you need to chase that validation as much, you you don't feel as needy and desperate, you feel a little more balanced and calm and stoic, and you start thinking to yourself, do you know what? If this woman like does leave me, that's okay. Like I can probably find another one. I don't want her to leave me because I like her and I, I do feel a bit attached, but like, I guess I can find another woman. You start like breaking down that neediness happens like bit by bit. It's a point that you get to. It's not something you can just do. You can't just like stop being needy. The answer is go talk to more women, go work on your self-esteem, work on your self-improvement, build yourself up, and you'll naturally feel less needy. The other thing I'll say, I guess, is it's okay to be a little needy at the start. Try not to be too needy, obviously. Like no one's ever going to say that neediness is a healthy behavior, but 
just cut yourself some slack. I was a needy little shit at the start for the longest time, for like a year or two. I chased validation. I was desperate for it. I needed it. I don't think validation on itself is a bad thing, like chasing validation. I wrote an article called, it's on my website, go check it out, called Getting Laid for Ego Validation is Perfectly Okay. That's on killyourinnerloser.com. Getting laid for ego validation is perfectly okay. Go check that one out. I kind of talked about the concept that at the start, you probably are chasing ego validation. I don't even think it's a bad thing because it it's a motivator, right? Like the reason I went to the gym was for ego, for validation. The reason I started talking to girls was for validation. It's not validation in and of itself is not a bad thing. Just remember to also be taking action, not chasing validation entirely on its own. You do also want to be getting laid, right? Sometimes you do chase validation and you stop trying to get laid and you're only looking for validation. And so what that looks like is you're not even getting rejected anymore. You're doing everything you can to avoid rejection. So you're not taking your shot. You're not asking her out on a date. You're not inviting her back to your apartment because you're worried that, fuck, she might say no. And then I'd lose the validation. I'd rather just put myself in the friend zone because at least I get some fucking validation, right? So be careful that you're not doing that, but yeah. Next one. This one's exactly the same as the previous one. I think that's why I put these two together. So the next one says, stop getting used by women. That's not really something, it's not actionable. You can't just stop getting used by women. You need to know what to do. And if you have a habit of being used or letting yourself being walked all over, you need to know how to replace that. So go... Let me make a note so I don't fucking forget. There's a podcast I did recently. Uh, I think I called it something like Andy has nice guy syndrome or something like that. And Imogen and I talked about nice guys and, you know, which is another way of saying like letting yourself get used by women and by people. So go read that. Go listen to that podcast. We talk about how to get over that behavior. There's not really any more that I need to say on this. Go listen to that podcast. This next one I do like. develop a sense of humor. I think sense of humor is something that pretty much everyone benefits from. I did an entire podcast on how to develop a sense of humor. So go listen to that. I'll leave a link in the description below to that. There'll be links in the description to everything I've mentioned here. Start with that podcast. But essentially the idea of developing a sense of humor, you don't have to be the funniest person on the planet. I'm not telling you to like make up jokes and just be super witty and super creative and super intelligent and super energetic and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You don't have to be any of that. You just want to be open to humor. And so what that means is you don't have to be the one making a ton of funny jokes and and cracking jokes all the time. You just kind of want to get yourself to a point where anytime something slightly funny comes up, you can kind of point it out. A lot of humor is not you making a joke or making an observation, start that sentence again. A lot of humor is not you making a joke, it's you making an observation, right? So someone says something funny and you're like, ah, look, that was funny. And people are like, oh yeah, I didn't even pick up on that, good. Like you get credit for making that joke. Maybe a waitress says something fucking funny and you think something in your head and you're like, ha, that's funny because blah, blah, blah. And then the person you're with goes like, yeah, that is, I didn't even know, good point. So like pointing out, where things are funny. You don't have to be the funniest comedian on the planet. Again, go and listen to that podcast. I kind of talk you through how to develop a sense of humor, but the main point is just being open to funny situations or 
observations and just kind of pointing them out. And also like being willing to laugh at yourself, that definitely helps. But that's something that comes over time with practice and with confidence. The more you build yourself up, the more self-improvement that you achieve, bad sentence, whatever, the the further along you get with your self-improvement, the more confident you become, the more calm you become, the more open you become to being funny. I understand that at the start when you're really nervous, it's hard to be super funny because you're kind of on edge and you're tense all the time. So cut yourself some slack. Uh, sense of humor is something you'll develop over time. This last one, we're going to end on a silly one. We've got five minutes left in the recording. This one says, give her confidence and power. I think they mean, I don't think they mean you should give her power. I think they mean you should be powerful. Again, remember, English isn't their first language. I think they mean you want to be confident, not you want to give her confidence. I think they mean you want to give off confidence and power or exude confidence and power. I guess we can kind of like be charitable here and say maybe they also meant that you should make her confident, like help her become confident. I don't think they meant that, but let's pretend they did. Yeah, I'm really on board with that. I talk a lot about leaving girls better than you found them, building them up, helping them with self-improvement. And you don't have to do a ton. You don't have to be like a mentor to them or something. Although if you want to, more power to you. I am with the girls that I date. They're just kind of like boosting her confidence a little bit. That can be, you know, you're giving her some compliments. Maybe there's something she's insecure about. And you're like, no, are you kidding me? Like, I like that part of you. And she's like, oh, thanks. That makes me feel better. With power, you can teach her that she has the power to improve herself. You know, if she says like, I'm really not happy with my body. You can be like, oh, like, why don't you go to the gym? Like, here's this workout website that I know, or here's a workout plan that I follow. Like, why don't you try something like that? Why don't you try going to a personal trainer? They're not that expensive. A lot of them are like $50 per week. Like, that's pretty reasonable. And she'd be like, oh, shit. You mean I have the power to change my life? And you're like, yeah. So just like giving these little snippets, these little nuggets of advice or encouragement, it's not even advice, it's like encouragement, that can go a long way to making girls more confident, more powerful. I've talked in the past about if you improve the lives of the girls that you sleep with or that you date, it kind of comes back, right? A lot of them give that back to you. That's fucking amazing. And even if they don't, you at least get to watch an underdog story. You also get a sense of who's worth spending time with. If you try and help people or you give them like little bits of advice, little bits of encouragement, encouragement especially, if they're complaining about a problem or they tell you they have a problem and you encourage them, if they start to do something about it, that holy shit, that makes you respect them more. Now you're more into them. Now the sex is even better. Spending time with them is even better because now you're telling yourself, you know, I spend time with people I respect. That's another way of saying I respect myself. I respect my own time and I only give it to people that I respect or who earn my respect. If you give encouragement to girls and you find like they're just not taking on any of your advice and they keep complaining about the same problem, but they don't do anything about it, you'll probably lose respect. And I suspect for a lot of you, the more experience you get, the more women you sleep with, you get to a point where you can be a little more picky. And I suspect a lot of you will say, you know, I only want to sleep with women that actually fucking listen to my advice. Or if they complain about a problem and I give them a solution, they go away and they do something about it. I don't actually want to stick my penis in a girl who's just going to complain and do nothing about her problems and be a victim. I suspect a lot of you, some of you already are at this point, where you get to that point where you're like, I don't want those girls anymore. I just want girls that I respect that are on the self-improvement journey as well as me. Then you get to a point where you, you screen You filter out and you screen for only the girls who are also into self-improvement. And man, 
that when you get to that point where every girl you're sleeping with or most girls that you're sleeping with or dating are also into self-improvement, holy shit, that comes back to help because now they motivate you. Every time you see them, they'll be like, hey, I achieved this and this. And you're like, oh shit, I'm going to hustle as well. That's fucking motivating. Fuck, thanks. Sometimes they'll give you encouragement as well with your goals. They'll be like, hey, I achieved this. What have you achieved? You'll tell them and they'll be like, that's awesome. And now you're getting a compliment and you're getting encouragement and motivation from someone you respect, which means way more than just some you know random girl that you're sleeping with who isn't working on her self-improvement. So I'm really on board with leaving the lives, sorry, leaving girls' lives, terrible sentence. Again, I'm really tired. Leaving the girls you sleep with better than you found them. I'm a big fan of that, big advocate of that, not just because it helps them. That's nice too, but because it always or it often comes back in return. It's like a boomerang. So go out there, change a few lives. You don't have to do anything massive. Just give little bits of encouragement. Tell girls what you're working on. Tell them your achievements. Share some of your wins every week. You know, you sleep with a girl and you say like, hey, this week I I crushed it at the gym. I set a new PR. Or this week I lost a kilo or I lost like, you know, two pounds of fat. And she'd be like, man, that's awesome. Cool. Like share that shit. Be more open with that. Yeah. Good shit.